Yes, I am. <laughs> that's nice. That's a nice little opener. Yeah, hopefully somebody's <laughs> listening for the first time and they just think that's the theme song. Oh, two best friends. Uh, the podcast. Kind of true. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> You, I don't know why I said that. You chronically <laughs> say almost about everybody, oh, that's my best friend, oh, Kate's my best friend, oh, Falmy's my best friend. And then that moment was the only time ever that you've chucked in a kinder. So, like, I just thought the overall, the overall of it, you know, like we do, like we're not just two best friends. We also do a, a, a pretty great obscure news podcast called Charging Stallion Presents News. We're like, my name is Tim. And my name's Cam. And I got out of that real well. But yeah, kinda, kinda. <laughs> kinda. <laughs> How's your week been, dude, so far? Yeah, really good, man. A um, couple of things that I wanted to tell you about. Uh, tell me which of these you want to hear more about. Uh, a bad date or tension with my boss? Um, wish they were both, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're unrelated to each other. Uh, let's start off with a bad date. Bad date, real quickly, uh, matched a girl on Happen, which is the one where it tells you if you've walked past somebody. And uh, she said, hey, what do you want to do? Uh, I was like, let's get coffee. So I met her at Southern Cross train station. We went into a cafe, ordered coffees, and then they were like, oh, we're closing. So we went to another cafe, sat down, and they're like, oh, we're closing. So the date was us sitting outside in the cold on the steps at Southern Cross station, like rebellious teenagers. And the conversation was basically her just telling me all about the last guy that she dated and how frustrating he was that he wasn't looking for something serious. And I was just, (laughs) I was kind of gazing off at the traffic like, uh, like, yeah, same. Yeah. (laughs) And then we just parted ways and uh, yeah, I went home and got away from the cold and then she uh, like unmatched me. (laughs) So what was the tension with your boss? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. Her. You don't. You don't want to. Dw- you don't want to dwell on that sad nah, date story. Yeah, because it's like you know, that's everyone wants a nice love story, Cam. That's a. No, that's you a, do. <laughs> that's a story about you know a, a, a seemingly lovely young lady wanting to find something, wanting to more, connect, and you just thinking about how much you never want to be in a super serious relationship or ever have kids or ever, or anything. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, not a good match. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, tension with my boss. Uh, I worked four hours overtime last night and my boss was also working late. We had a presentation uh, today that I was just getting ready, making sure it was all good. And at 9 p.m. last night, I like looked over at him. I was like, okay, presentation's ready to go. Do you mind if I come in half an hour late tomorrow? And he made the noise where you suck air in through your teeth. Yeah. Do you want to give a demo for the- Yeah. Which is basically a no. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but after the noise with the teeth, he was like, yeah, just don't make it too late. And then we both like kind of like looked down at the ground. I was like, oh, odd moment. Like, <laughs> and so I came into work today. Things were really, really busy. I did the presentation. He wasn't able to make it because he was busy with other stuff. But during the presentation, I was doing it like over Skype, he came in with a plate of ice cream for me and put it down next Just to you? me. Yeah. Well, I think so, you're good. I think he would have gone, he, I, 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 can I do a little like debrief on what I think that situation is? So I think yeah. that he uh, he's he was quite, probably quite stressed that night. It's a little bit like, a little bit wound up. And then he thought about, you know, thought about you and, 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 and probably the great work that you're doing. And Thank thought, you. 
I think I'll make up for this, but I don't need an awkward conversation again. We already had one awkward moment. I'll yeah. just bring in a plate of ice cream and it's sweet. Yeah, you're, man. You're in the good books, dude. Yeah, man. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Thank People you. don't bring ice cream for for people that they don't like. Exactly. That's it's the motto. It's a universal motto. thing. <laughs> Bit of wisdom there. How's your week been? It's been good, man. Came back, so we we got back from the uh, from the uh, Byron Byron show, and and uh, thanks again for uh, for Jacob from Miniskirt and uh, and and Jono from from Pissed Idiots yeah. for jumping in that last podcast. Great to have you guys on board. It was a lot of fun, and 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 they told us after the podcast that when they got out of the room, they both uh, stood in the in in the in the hallway before going out to the to the to the to the party and the drinks happening outside. They said. Oh, that was didn't we didn't really want to leave. Should we just go go back in there? That I felt bad when they told me. I didn't know this till right now. Yeah, that they that they were like, oh, should we just go back in? And and afterwards, I said, you should have just come back in. We would have done the whole podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, now I'm having a moment where I'm like, ah, damn it. Because I would, I just didn't. Because we literally gave them. And sorry to spend this podcast talking about the last <laughs> podcast. Go back and listen if you haven't. Uh, I just didn't want. Oh, I didn't want to put them out too bad because we only gave them literally thirty seconds notice. Like, yo, you want to be on or hold them up for an hour from yeah. the fun times that were happening outside. But and both you guys are so welcome back yeah. on for the full hour. Sorry that we yeah. booted you. <laughs> I felt bad about it afterwards too. Yeah. Um, apart from that, man, um, just been having a real, real. Uh, real good week. We've um, we're talking about before the podcast. We got uh, some things that we'll we'll release in the in the coming weeks of some a, a few a few real cool events mm. we got coming up and and just still concentrating on writing the uh, Charging Stallion album uh, and yeah, just real 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 good things happening with the with with, with Stallion at the moment. Hundred percent. I think it's your turn to start off this week. Yeah, man. All right. Japan is having a shortage of ninjas despite offering an $85,000 salary. So there's is this, a, is this is this real news? <laughs> did you did you cross check this? Does it feel good <laughs> to be able to ask that <laughs> after I've hit you with that yeah. same line of questioning? Because I cross check. Because you know I always cross check. No, you don't. I do. I cross check. Every article that I bring on here. What you? <laughs> I Google hit it to make sure there's a bunch of news new, news outlets covering the same. Story. That is not cross checking. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure that it's in more than one place <laughs> doesn't mean it's a fact. Close. So if you're wondering if I did the same level of cross-checking as that, no. <laughs> um, but this small city in Japan is believed to be the birthplace of ninjas, and they receive about 30,000 tourists a year who experience the annual ninja festival uh, held in Aiga, which is the name of the city. And while this is good news to some, the city is actually suffering from depopulation because young people are taking off and moving away from the rural country town. Uh, But last year, the mayor decided that they'll just pay these people if you want to move there and become a ninja, uh, the bad part of the, the annoying part of this story is that you don't get to be like you don't get to assassinate people or anything. You are part of the only thing that this town has going for it tourism wise. So they've basically got, I guess, a subway, a Macca's, and a ninja museum. Yeah, and you get to it dress up kind of better than having to like assassinate kill people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd rather. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But would you rather do that too? 
Well, not really. You'd rather go kill some people. Yeah. You've been you've been playing too much Xbox, dude. <laughs> <laughs> too much Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I am. Um, do Do you know whether or not they're taking just Japanese people, or whether you can be you can be a, you can be a bloke living in a in a nice nice little flat and two rack and make the move over. <laughs> You're to putting Japan. me forward. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd do it for a while, like a, a weekend. Because <laughs> after reading, the more you read of this story, the more you're like, oh, it's just like one of those Disneyland jobs where you yeah. like dress up as a prince or yeah. whatever. Um, so you you're training. You're, you're a you ninja. ninja training. Yep. Oh, yep. That's you cool. get ninja training and you get like, uh, what do you call it? Anorak, a black coat. What do they wear? Leotards. Yeah. I don't what think they're that? leotards, are they? What is it? <laughs> Like a kimono? Oh, yeah. That sounds official. But yeah. I think that's like, that's a bigger, colourful drape. That's oh, okay. like curtains compared to what ninjas wear. Yeah. What is the ninja attire? <laughs> You're asking like someone's going to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lost all concept of what a podcast is. Stop being silent, listener. Tell me. All right. Baffled locals find abandoned 747 plane. Uh, conspiracy theories quickly ran wild when a group of locals woke up to find what they believed to be an abandoned jumbo mm. sitting in muddy fields near their homes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is taking place in a um, in a, a, a small small town in Thailand mm-hmm. um, called Chiang Night. And um, the so the the locals wake up. There's a Boeing seven four seven, which is a massive massive plane, yeah. just sitting in um, in one of the in, in one of the fields there. Mm. Um, and so all these stories came up. And uh, <laughs> sorry, the cat just ran through with a he never runs feline fine on uh, on <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Uh, and um, a guy came out and said. Um, I put this plane here. I bought the plane at an auction in the city. <laughs> like it was like a car that he bought in the city and brought back to his house. <laughs> I didn't house. know you could do that. <laughs> the engine and all the computer parts were taken out already. Mm. I would like to, uh, what I would like to do is make a small attraction here with a motocross track and a football pitch so people can look inside the plane and watch the por- watch the sports from inside as well. I'm into it. <laughs> Just a real bizarre idea, right? Yeah. And something like generally, when you have an idea this large, you kind of you, word gets around what yeah. you're doing. How did he get it from the auction to the field? So um, it doesn't. The story doesn't really say. Mm. Um, by the looks of it, and they have a, a an overhead an overhead photo. Um, it looks like the plane was 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 brought in um, was brought in with some kind of tug. Of some kind, but I, I a tug like a tugboat, like a, but like a tug, like yeah. yeah, but not a boat, like a tug, a, a truck, tug truck, a tug truck. <laughs> you know, you know them tug trucks. It looks brand new, man. Like that Dude, looks like a fresh coat of paint. It looks, it looks quite epic. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I think this is. It sounds like the guy is a little bit of a uh, celebrity in, okay. the, in the town, and yep. sort of a guy with a from a small town that's um, somehow acquired a, a lot of money. Mm. And uh, and has no idea how to spend it wisely. No idea at all. <laughs> but I like the I like the, when he when he talks about it was like you know I, I I picture the the way in which he says this. 
a, a motocross track, um, a, a, a football pitch. Like he's making and, it up yeah. on the spot. And people can watch the sports from inside. In, <laughs> in, oh, yeah, in, like inside the plane. Yeah. He's trying to convince the journalist as he's saying it. <laughs> it's a fun idea. But the guy wasn't named. Um, but I back him. I yeah, think man. it's a cool thing. I think uh, uh, a, a motocross track around a, 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 a huge plane that you yeah. can – Go in and hang out. I think it could very well also. You got to be careful because that could very well turn into just a place where squatters live inside inside yeah. the plane. You might have to open it up and close it up. Like you couldn't just leave it open, eh? Oh people, yeah, people would hundred percent just live in there, right? Yeah, it'd be a good spot if you didn't have a house. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. In which area of the plane would you live? Like down the back or? Exit row. Because then you have no responsibility that they give you when you're actually on the exit row when it's flying. (laughs) It's like the only time that the exit row is truly calming and comfortable. (laughs) Because they've ripped the engine out. (laughs) That's your reason. Uh, I back it. Jamie Lee Curtis meets a man who says he survived a home invasion because he was inspired by the Halloween movies. According to Scott, one night several years ago, he discovered that his phone wires at home had been cut and that there was someone else in the house. Terrified, he grabbed the nearest possible weapon, a pair of knitting needles, and ran straight to the door, displaying a sense of self-preservation that he says he derived from the John Carpenter films. Jamie Lee Curtis responded to his story, which was during a Q&A portion of the panel for the new Halloween movie, by leaving the stage, speaking quietly with him, and then cuddling him. Later, she told the assembled horror fans, the gentleman that spoke earlier, that kind of emotion is real. These are movies and we love to come to a movie and get scared, it's exciting, but all of that has to be based in reality and something you can believe in. That was epic, dude. <laughs> that was cool. That got me fucking 100% by surprise. <laughs> yes. Well done. Hats off to you. Thanks, man. Who's Jamie Lee Curtis again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you were impressed. I just like the presentation of it all, you know. Like, you had the music going and like, you like had a really good tone to your voice. I got caught up in that. <laughs> Do you know? Have you seen any of the Halloween movies? I don't know if I have. Is she the chick out of My Name Is Earl? No, she's the, the chick from the Halloween movies. And that music I was playing wasn't just a random soundtrack. That's the soundtrack to the Halloween movies. Uh, just hang on, I'm looking up Jamie. You're going to find out who she is. Yeah, well, because I don't, I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, like she's older. Like she's. Is, yeah, she's isn't older. She, oh, what else is she in? Oh, she was in um, oh Freaky Friday. That's how I know her with Lindsay Lohan. Really? <laughs> you, that's what you know her from? Yeah. It's the, the Halloween movies, they're quite big, are they? Massive. Yeah, especially in the horror community. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I guess I'm stoked you still liked the story and yeah. the presentation of it. But yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is the main character from for the Halloween movies. That was the soundtrack of the Halloween movies. And uh, this guy survived a 
real home invasion because he felt inspired by her and the movies. Do you know? Um, so, so do you? So, do you know my name is Earl? Uh, I've seen a couple. So of episodes. I was thinking Jamie Presley, like that's the the face I had in my head, like a young, like yeah, like very attractive blonde woman, mm-hmm. um, giving cuddles to a man with knitting needles. That's <laughs> That's just your imagination. Yeah, running wild. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Whoa. so this, so so this guy um, is he all sweet now? Yeah, yeah, he's just very sweet. emotional. So, did they base the? So, did they base something off his story, or did they just bring him in for like because it was that kind of genre, like that kind of thing? It was actually by random chance that any that this story came out. Mm. So Jamie Lee Curtis was at a, a screening of one of the new Halloween movies and she took questions from the crowd and he was just one of the guys that stood up and like put his hand up like normally people are like, what was the scariest moment of making the movies? But he stood up and he was like, uh, I just want you to know I survived because re- in the Halloween movies, they're about a guy with a mask, yeah. like a classic horror character invading homes, I guess, or just killing people really. But um, the guy said, yeah, thank you, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, and Thank you for making these movies because I felt bravery because of them and defended myself at home. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's real cool. And so she ended up having a conversation with him afterwards and stuff yeah, like that. She yeah, she had a one-on-one with him and just said, she like, good cool. on you. Yeah. She sounds real cool. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I didn't know. Like, I, I don't really I don't really de- delve too deep into the the horror. Yeah. The horror genre. I enjoy it. Like, I, I, mm. I, I really do enjoy it. Um, some horror films, uh, but it's not, it's not my first, first mm. choice. Definitely 100% is just any space, space movie yeah, for me. That's it's your thing. Anything with just chuck me some Matthew McConaughey and like, and put sh- him in space, put him in space, saving the world. Fucking sign me up. Yeah, man. Any day. How many and, times would you say you've seen Interstellar? Uh, in the double digits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely in the double digits. Do you still Um, cry every time he sees the message, the delayed message from his daughter? um, Does it even make, do you feel anything when you watch that? I feel everything every time. I'm not much of a crier in films, to be honest. Like I, Mm. I I, I don't, I don't, I I get like in certain, like I'm not heartless. Mm. I'll I'll tear up a little bit in really emotional things, but like, I don't know. I, I guess in the back of my mind, I still see it as, um, you know, a non-reality. Yeah. And so... It's, and What's the most powerful film moment for you? Like, when have you watched a movie and felt the, like, heaviest, largest emotion? What movie did that to you? <laughs> so I really like Sandra Bullock and I really like a movie called The Blind Side. What's that about? Uh, the Blind Side is about um, this really awesome, um, really lovely African-American mm. um, uh, teenager, a man, and he, uh, he's he's from like the so, a sort of like a, a poor upbringing, and 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 uh, but he's a, but but he's a really big guy, mm-hmm. and he starts playing playing uh, uh, gridiron, and and this this privileged family, which where Sandra Bullock is the mum, takes him in, and they he mm-hmm. ends up changing their life and yeah and affecting them in a positive way as much as they do for him and it's there's a couple of times in that movie where i'm just like fuck it's good to you know it's good. like that's what gets me you know i remember the titans star moment where people you know uh, uh the best. 
overcome adversity. Yeah. You know, and, and succeed. And no, I, that's it makes, what gets you. gets me every time, man. It makes yeah. me so, like, because they're tears of joy. Mm. That's what gets me, you know, to, to cry. It's tears of tears of joy seeing seeing someone succeed. Yeah, out of nice. something where they should, where, where, where the odds are against them, you know? I love it. Yeah, that's what gets me, man. <laughs> you just looked at my story. <laughs> okay, you big soulful man. Tell us what's on your mind. Women's quest to grow world's largest bum with 15 jars of, of, of Nutella a month. Yeah. <laughs> I could not have been at a better time, eh? Yeah, you just saw the two sides of Timmy's soul back to back. Um, so uh, quite literally, she wants to have the world's largest bum. Mm-hmm. Um, Natasha Crown, a model from Sweden, um, is so committed to her goals that she eats 15 jars of Nutella every month um, uh, to, um, to, to just put weight straight, straight to her bum. Yeah. Um, so she's got, she's got quite, uh, it's a, it's a large, mm-hmm. it's a large bum. And the reason that attracted me to, I'm, I'm not someone that has like a, I'm not there's anything wrong with her, but I don't have a, I don't have a, 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 a my thing isn't like huge bums. I know it's a thing for a lot of you hate bums. No, no, no. I like a bum. I mm. like a good bum. I yeah. like a big bum, you know, but, but, um, there are pe- certain people out there where their thing is really, really big bums. Okay. Like everything. Like you look at that, like, everyone has their weird thing now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great because everyone could find someone that, you know, in a, in a sexual way that they find certain things attractive. So she's got this video and this is the reason why I really like her. Yeah. It's because her video is, and if you describe it, Ken. Um, it's her walking along the grass with the camera aimed at her large bum. She's sitting into a plastic chair, one of those ones in everyone's backyard. Uh, She's trying to squeeze into it, staring at the unmowed lawn, and then she gives up and stands up again. Yeah, her (laughs) bum don't fit. She can't fit into a chair. Um, I I love her marketing game. Yeah. Which is is why I've... What's her Instagram name? uh, Natasha underscore crown underscore official double underscore... (laughs) Make sure you get that double underscore. <laughs> Natasha underscore crown underscore official. Double underscore. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, man. What's, what's your, what, what is your view on? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what is, what is, what's my view on what, her? What, no, not on her. What is, your, what is your view on uh, people taking uh, <clears throat> extraordinary lengths mm. to succeed obscure girls um i'm into it yeah i'm i'm baffled though because 15 jars of nutella and the nutella gets inside her and it knows to go to her bum because i don't know how it automatically fills up that part of her body her bum is so much bigger than her waist or any other yeah any any other part of her like if i did that i would just be like a perfect circle like an orb I, I would say, man, I wouldn't be surprised mm. if she's also had um, bum implants. I know that that's the thing that people, yeah, true. people do these yep. days. And, and like, like it's not just females, man, like guys getting bicep implants and mm. and that's a, it's a big thing. It looks terrible. And can you tell with the biceps? That- 100% because the rest of you, because look, it would work for you if you had, say, big forearms and little biceps yeah then it probably would work it probably would look 
accurate. Mm-hmm. But if you've got big biceps and little forearms and and yeah. then like little shoulder and neck muscles, it doesn't it like in, it doesn't look Something right. It's a mess. Well, because it's it's not it it doesn't flow into the next into the next muscle system. Yeah. Yeah, man. But it's different with 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 bums and boobs and mm-hmm. and that because they're just fat cells. Yeah. And they're often out of proportion. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. But that's definitely something, man. Like the that has come into in the last sort of decade mm. that wasn't there. Like, you know, over 10 years ago was this whole, like, you know, big bum, big, all this kind of, all this kind of thing. And, Mm -hmm. but Hey man, if that's your, if that's your goal to, to, to do that, you ain't fucking hurting no one. Go do whatever you want to do with your own body. And it seems like, dude, she's got so many followers, dude, thousands. And that's her thing. And. And that, and that's what she wants to want the goal she wants to go for. I back her. Yeah, I'll follow her from the charging stallion thing if you yeah, like. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> a pool of murky red liquid has been found around three mummies in an Egyptian sarcophagus. The unsettling red liquid pooled around three decomposed mummies found inside a 2,000-year-old burial chamber in the historic port city of Alexandria in Egypt. Horrifying images of a trio of skeletons floating in the murky soup led to rumours the mummy juice contained medicinal or supernatural properties with locals anxious to bottle the stuff. Well, there's probably more that when when they trap them in there, there's no air, right? So they trap them in there. There's no air, which means there's no properties to to um, turn it into like to dry it out. Because that's, uh, yeah. that's isn't that what the what like the whole thing with like what when you have something that has no air in it, mm. that's that's why it doesn't dry up and everything like that because it doesn't have the properties to 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 do that. But is there no air inside these tombs? Well, once it's trapped in there, doesn't the air? They're not vacuum sealed. Yeah. But close to though, man, like it's underground and heaps of passages after like, after like, you know, door mm. after door after door when they trap but them down. But why do you think it's only happened to these ones? You don't think there's a little, th- something a little uh, maybe like, demonic? May- maybe it was demonic in the way that they, that they left them in there. Not demonic in the way that I'm jumping on the, on the, on the, sp- on the spooky dooky train. Right. So a man called Innes McKendrick. Oh, here we go. All right. Hit me, hit me. He went the other way than you, Timmy. Yeah. He set up a change.org petition. The petition was named, <laughs> let the people drink the red liquid from the dark sarcophagus. And this is his, so he wanted people to sign this so that the government would allow it because he saw it as an opportunity, I guess, at immortality. Here's the description on his change.org petition. We need to drink the red liquid from the dark sar- sarcophagus in the form of some kind of carbonated energy drink so we can assume its powers and finally die. <laughs> Heavy, dude. It got six, over 6,000 uh, sign-ups, people agreeing with him. Yes, yeah. we do need to drink that murky liquid. And then can they, we sign up to that too? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm down for you that. Add, you want to drink some of the murky liquid? Oh, do we have to drink it if we sign up? Well, if they pass the law. Like if, if the government goes, hey... Thousands of people want this. Let's give them all a little bit of the liquid. Yeah, but we don't have to drink it. Aren't we just sign petition the petition so that some so that people, people will drink it? 
Yeah, yeah but if we, if we sign it, do you promise me right now that if we sign it and they provide us with some of the liquid, you'll drink some? No. Why? Because it's... What do you need? Why? <laughs> I shouldn't have... No. Bullshit. I should not have to... Dis, I should not have to even say why my answer is no. You put me in the corner there like the, like my answer was the, 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 the crazy thing that part of that conversation. No way, dude. I'm not drinking some fucking liquid that's been in a tomb for what? How many years? Two thousand. No. Then don't get all keen to sign a petition if no, you're not willing but, to but, commit. But I want people to drink it because I think it's entertaining. It'd be a great. It'd be a great add-on for the podcast. So you're only gonna like help that happen. And Are you gonna do it? Would you do? No it? way. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not even gonna sign the petition. But um, but you can. <laughs> Update on this story as well. As of two days ago, they tested the murky liquid and discovered that it was just raw sewage. Oh, happy I didn't say yes. <laughs> That's why I wanted you to promise. Yeah, no way, dude. No way. You don't, you never know what that's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, it was, just, it was just raw sewage. Yeah, so there was just a pipe Is nearby. Two, oh, really? So it's not 2,000 years old raw sewage. It's nah. just, yeah. It's just like it somehow it seeped, seeped in that in, direction yeah. because I guess the slant and yeah. it just imagine oh, like managed to get into this tomb. Yeah. <laughs> Are people still going to drink it? Oh, I hope not. I hope so. Do you reckon? What about <laughs> the main guy, Ennis McKendrick, who so desperately wants him. to drink it? He's a great character in the story. Do you think maybe <laughs> when he reads that, he'll be like, well, I guess now that means I have basically got access to that same liquid. Do you think he's just open to maybe drinking raw sewage? Hey, man, it's been rolling around with mummies. Like, maybe he's into that shit. Mm. Each their own. Yep. Go for it, Ennis. Man who survived bear attack. Gets bitten by a shark. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> For some reason, the animal kingdom must hate Dylan McWilliams. Oh, I love that first line of that article. It was so beautifully done. <laughs> So I've got to give a shout out to Huffington Post for, for, for this one. That's 10 out of 10. Um, on Thursday, the 20-year-old resident of Grand Junction, Colorado, was bitten by a shark while boogie boarding off, the, uh, off an island uh, near Hawaii. If I was a surfer, I'd say, good. <laughs> um, this is less than a year after McWilliams was attacked by a 300-pound black bear while camping in, Cal- in Colorado. He said, at first I panicked. I didn't know if I'd lost half my leg or what. Um, That was the scariest part. I didn't know where the shark was and I didn't know if he would come after me again. Uh, At what point do you you believe in luck, Cam? And do you believe in messages from the universe? Do you believe in... Should he stop going out in the wild? Like, what would you... Well, I want to know. I brought this story because I want to know what your advice... Would be to to Dylan McWilliams. Great name too. McWilliams, a beautiful yeah. surname. Yeah, fun to say. <laughs> um, what advice would I give him? Oh, I think that yeah, I do. To answer your first half of your question, yeah, I think sometimes there are things you get a sign, and if everything with sharp teeth is attacking you, <laughs> like it wouldn't hurt to just take a moment and go, "Am I?" Am I doing things right? And not even in a spiritual sense, but more like he's putting himself in some dangerous situations. Maybe he just needs to settle down, get a nine to five, just like 
yeah, not drink so much. And yeah, I reckon just live a calmer life. The wilderness isn't for everyone. No, it isn't. <laughs> and I reckon, and and maybe the animals see some kind of some kind of I don't want to say weakness because that kind of that kind of seems like a bit of a, a dig at the bloke, but. Yeah, weakness. Yeah. <laughs> weakness in him and a target. Something yeah. something about him. Mm-hmm. You just got attacked by a bear and yeah. with in just under a year you get attacked by a shark. You reckon he's weak. I don't I don't <laughs> He well, looks weak. Well, I don't know. Like, I like I, it. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's weak or not, but I think I think maybe maybe some people just aren't you know, you know when you have those mates and you're like, man, if we were in a in a in a slasher movie, mm. over and over again, you'd every time be the first one that got killed, eh? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, have you you just have you never thought about that? Or? I've never thought about that, and I'm trying to think of whether or not it would be me. But I seem to have like strangely good luck, like I. You'd look at me and go, oh, that guy would die first in a horror movie. But, like, there's been heaps of situations where stuff should have happened to me and I've just narrowly avoided it, like being run over and stuff. Like someone will just distract me for a second. I'll be like, oh, and then a car will boost past. Like, oh, I was going to walk in front of that. I think that, like, I look like the guy that would get killed first, but for some reason you just keep, like, dodging yeah. dodging things. So you 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 could be the Dylan McWilliams of, yeah. of, our, of our crew. Yeah, I guess. But I haven't <laughs> but been But then you don't get attacked. I don't get attacked. Yeah. I just get – I'm, like, a half – I'm just Dylan. Like, but, I'm a but half how, But how often do you go to the wilderness? I don't really like the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> but, see, I reckon you're halfway to being Dylan McWilliams. You're just missing the wilderness part. You reckon? You're gonna if I put myself out there, I'd be the guy to get attacked. Yeah, but you'd live. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even reckon I'd get attacked. That's good attitude now, bro. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that I probably won't even have to find out. Like, there's nothing more comforting to me than being near a heater. <laughs> so I don't like rush to get put myself in a worrying outdoor situation. <laughs> Yeah, well, shout out to Dylan McWilliams and I hope, mate, you don't get attacked anymore. Yeah, you weak man. <laughs> okay, Timmy. Well, I think that's the end of the main stories. Or have you got another one for me? Oh, no, that's it. Yeah. That's it. You've done three and I've done three? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool. That was good. Yeah. Um, so we got a few things in the second half of... Uh, of, of this episode we've mm. got um we've got uh um i have a follow-up mm-hmm. and i have uh two two send-ins you have a send-in and you've also got um the first entry mm. to our on on our podcast competition um should we do that one first and and you and you go, th- go through that so we, we what we're gonna do is we're gonna have uh uh, three or four finalists. So the competition is still open, and uh, Cam's going to run run us through our first finalist, and and then uh, and once once we have all the finalists, we'll we'll uh, work out some way at the end to to decide yeah. a winner. So we are giving away a pink long sleeve charging stallion shirt. It's got me and Timmy in a bath, just having a bath together on the front, and then it just says charging stallion on the back. And you can win that just by telling us what is the most when did you feel the most embarrassed buying something? That's the most simple way. When did you feel the most embarrassed buying something? 
just send us a private message uh, on our Instagram or Facebook. And now I want to read you an entry from Stallion Obi-Wan Pierogi. And it it kind of shook me. So here's, here's his answer to the competition. Most embarrassing thing I had to buy was scabies cream. Bit of a backstory. Back when I was around 17 in New Zealand, I was out of work for a short while and went on the dole. One of the government schemes at the time was for young people on the dole to do six, week in, six weeks in the New Zealand Army doing a basic program. Wasn't that keen, but they kept threatening to cut off my funds, so I went to the army base. They cut our hair off when we got there, and they did the full, no, the whole full metal jacket boot camp thing. Such tough work, so just to get the doll. Uh, after a couple of weeks, I had had enough, and I decided I'd leave. The only way to leave was if you were really crook or got scabies. We were eight to a room, so it wasn't uncommon. One kid in the next room had got a scabies rash on his foot, so I convinced him to rub his foot against mine. In a few days, I was discharged and on a bus home. <laughs> that, that story is so epic, dude. Yeah. Because that, that's like, because the, 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 the item is the, is the scabies cream, but the story behind the purchase of that item is fucking 10 out of 10, man. That's a... That is a fucking fierce first entry into this competition. Yeah, man. That is going to be hard to beat. Yep. But I know we've got uh, some 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 pretty interesting listeners out there. So mm. I think that's a good example and a good start for, for what we'd like you to send in. It doesn't necessarily have to be something crazy, but the story behind it, and, and that's that's why we love what we do is the story behind these things yeah. is, uh, is what's important. I'm interested because I know a lot of people have bought from the dark web Oh, a Silk Road. And we don't have to use your real name when we read out your entry. No. But I'm interested in, because most people who use that website, they'll get their dr- drugs delivered to like the house next door or whatever whatever it is they've ordered. I want to hear about someone getting snapped <laughs> with, with the, like their neighbor going, um, got your cocaine here. If, if, if you've got a Silk Road entry, it's definitely going into the list of finalists. I'm just saying that now. All right. So we got... Uh... A follow-up story here, Cam. Mm-hmm. I just want to open with a little bit of some noise. Cam, please welcome the most epic follow-up story we've had on this podcast to date. I'm ready. I hope you're excited, mate. I am. I hope you are excited. All right. Let me turn this down. <laughs> All right. Our story is another serial poo jogger has been caught leaving gifts in Australia. Oh, they are an underground cult. Bro, how epic is this? Yes. <laughs> Their leader was taken down, so the second in charge has risen up. Oh, mate. And so this was a... Um, uh, this was a send-in from uh, Matthew Peters. Oh, welcome to the show, Stallion Peters. Um, welcome, mate. And I think um, another Stallion may have sent this one through as well. So this was something that the that the Stallion listeners are, are, are definitely on top of and following. And um, so uh, another serial poo jogger is on the loose uh, in Australia 
and the owner of a wine shop where she has been spotted regularly relieving herself is determined to track her down. Um, so there's a little uh, screenshot there of, of, of her cam. She's, no shame. Just, no shame. Just squatting hard. I don't even know where her pants are. It just looks like she left the house without any undies or pants. But she's well-dressed well like a like how a jogger would. She's a fitness person. Yeah. Yeah. And so she is in. Uh, so she. It's, so the the bottle shops in Sydney. Mm. Um, so she's caught on this CCT uh, CCTV footage. Yeah. Um, but uh, so they blurred out her face and her bum in the in the because people pho- would recognise the bum. Yeah. In a, in a photograph. Um, so I'd say that the guy saying he wants to track her down. I don't know what his move is because what would you? Wouldn't your move be? Showing this person's photo. Hire those guys that stalked dude, the leader. Dude, I dude, if we could dude, if if this could somehow be set up that these dudes get in contact with 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 with, with the guy running this thing, they they're the This will be on their radar. Dude, if there's ever a fucking crew for a job, it is these guys <laughs> catching the poo joggers of the world, man. Yep. Yes. The poo jogger detectives. Yes. This is this is absolutely amazing. They should if you guys you guys aren't listening, but if they could make a web series about their adventures tracking down poo joggers, why are they always so interested in jogging? Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the jogging bit blows my mind more than the public pooing pooing thing, but um yeah, strange combo that joggers seem to love these public dumps. Absolutely crazy, man. Mm. But um, yeah, get that team onto it. Those guys knew how to do it, and the photo that they produced of the like the businessman taking a dump was perfect. So if those guys get in front of her, it'll be a good photo. But the reason that I call this the most epic follow up um, of any story that was done is because we were asking the question in earlier podcasts: if, would, Is there a community of poo joggers out there? Is is there some kind of underground uh, cult going on here? We've got our answer. Dude, this is merging very much to a solid yes. Yeah. There are poo joggers out there. Are they purposely doing it in front of CCTV to like send a message to society? You know how there's like, what is it called? Um, Anonymous. Yeah. And it's like a bunch of gamers who put on that mask, that Guy Fawkes mask and they're like, okay, sheeple. Like they make videos. <laughs> are the poo joggers like... Something like that. Like I don't think so, man. I I think definitely not. I think it's a weird like rush that people get from. Mm, from they're not trying to tell us something. Nah, they just get a weird rush from doing a shit in public and running away from the scene, man. Mm. Sorry, jogging away from the scene. <laughs> yeah, and great fitness gear, all sponsored by Under Armour. Dude, one hundred percent. Great little plug for Under Armour as well. <laughs> Whatever brand I said there would hate to have been associated with it. But that is our follow-up for the week, and that one got me very excited. Yeah, me too, man. And I'm sure there will be more. That, well, there's got to be. people. This this person is going to get caught. Mm. The, the amount of hype behind poo joggers uh, around this country at the moment <laughs> they are getting caught bro like this this and and, and i reckon this we have only seen the beginning we mm. have only just touched on what this poo jogging phenomenon is going to become i got ga- i almost guarantee it in, in a way that should it not maybe i'll start poo jogging oh <laughs> get involved to me 
You have always wanted to start a cult <laughs> or be part of one. Lead one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a send in here from Stallion Sean Kirkwood. Why Cato woman caught in a cat flap? <laughs> On Wednesday afternoon, Caitlin Mays and her partner arrived home to find themselves locked out of their Myrtle Grove house in South Waikato. Not wanting to break any windows, Mays decided to squeeze herself through the cat door. After managing to get herself halfway through the flap, she became stuck. I'd squeezed myself through cat doors before, so I popped the shield bit off so it was just the frame, and I got my head and arm through and couldn't quite reach the lock, (laughs) Mays said. I said, I'm just going to try and come back out now, but I was stuck. (laughs) Despite her partner offering to smash his way in, Mays didn't think it was safe. She knew she'd have to face the embarrassment by phoning the fire brigade. (laughs) So they got her out um, and she was uninjured during the incident and she says that she has learned her lesson. Well, phew. That's brilliant, man. And I love the way that she she didn't just say what she did. She explained her entire thought process through the entire thing. She walked us through it. <laughs> and you know what? I, you can't... Look, people do silly things. The ability to tell a story well, mm. that's, that's the real highlight of that story. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the real highlight. And being bold enough to explain it. Like some people would just be like, no comment, like... We do, of course, we want to know how you got stuck and what you were thinking. All right, so I've got a send in here uh, from Stallion Ben Davis. Oh, brother of the podcast. Brother of the podcast. And, uh, and he's been a, a quite an avid, avid listener to the, to the podcast. And, and uh, this is his first time sending some stuff in. And the story is... You, you, oh, sorry to interrupt yeah. your beginning there, but you have told me that when he's in town, we should totally get him on the podcast. And I said, yeah, sweet. And yep. you were like, he is going to give you such a hard time. <laughs> yeah. And I was like in, both I, of us. I was instantly he's gonna after, come in and, and after he's a group. Yeah, he's going to throw some grenades down. It'll be, a, really, it'll be a good podcast. Is man. that his style? Um, It's not always. No, 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 not always. Like he's a good father and, <laughs> and, a, and a good husband and all those things. Hmm. I think it just coming on to this podcast yeah. and he's he's caught the vibe of what this podcast is and has that. I mean, we're related. Hmm. So we obviously have certain parts of our personality that – that, yeah. that that are, that that match together and uh, saying he's a cheeky man. <laughs> wow, I think he would come in and, and, and stir some stir some pots up. I think. Oh, um, and I think he'd bring in some good stories as well. Okay, cool. Well, there's a seat for you, Ben. Always, mate. The story headline is: Prison love jails a hotbed of sex for female guards and killers. If that was a description of a show on Netflix, I'd be like, oh, little guilty pleasure. I'll watch this. Dude, I'd watch it without, in a heartbeat. Without <laughs> even, like, like, my brain wouldn't even comprehend in my hand how quickly I'd just click, yeah. click, click on it. I'd be like, mm, Me well, it's happening. Yeah. Uh, so prison officer Amy Connors suspended after reportedly having sex with a cop killer in Kempsey Jail. Um, super intense because you'd think that, look, I can, I can get – the whole I can understand but like you can understand the human behavior in the way that mm. hey people people get horny and people get these things in their mind where they get attracted to this this bad thing. boys yeah well well not just bad boys can like people get attracted to things that 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 may be wrong or naughty or you know mm. it's it's definitely a huge part yeah. of a lot of society's sexual desires 
is is things that they that they shouldn't be doing or shouldn't have. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. And I and I completely understand that side of it. But would you pick a cop killer? You know what I mean? Like there'd be guys in there that would be maybe like maybe if it was a guy like a, a really smart guy that was in there for a high level tax fraud. Yeah. And you kind of go, this guy's he's super charming. He's he's a he's a really nice guy and. He fucking milked the system financially. He didn't kill anyone. He didn't. He didn't hurt anybody. But that story on the dance floor doesn't sound so cool to her group of girls. She's like, yeah. he beat the system tax wise. Do you the- think that her friends would find it cool that she's rooting a cop killer? What? Who? Who are this I girl's friends? They're a bad bunch. <laughs> they are a bad bunch, mate. That's if if she's if if you're like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do think that it's something to do with like, yeah, status. I think that she's like, oh yeah, I'm with this powerful boy who made someone else be dead. Um, and then another female officer at another prison um, did the uh, did the same thing with a guy who was a a, a pea plater with cocaine and MDMA and a point two alcohol level, which is um, four times the legal limit. In so his, he was driving while high. Yeah, and drunk. In, in his system, um, when he when he struck three people on oh. a, on a foot footpath and, okay. and killed them, and she's having sex with him too. Again, like that's not as bad as the cop killer thing. In, For in, real, see, I see him as a worse person than the cop killer. Yeah, well, I think, but he was a he was a pea plater. I think he was nineteen when he did it. I think it said. Mm. Um, my whole thing is. You're someone that did a real stupid thing mm. and your stupid thing caused people to lose their lives. Yep. The other guy purposely plotted and killed a police officer. I see, yeah. Different degrees, man, different levels. Yeah, but I, I don't instantly think that the cop, I like part of me assumes that there was, the cop had been like pushing it a bit too hard. Like, <laughs> like I guess I'm saying, like, <laughs> cops can get a bit bullshy. Ah, you're very NWA right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the police. Come <laughs> but in such a nerdy white way, that yeah. was my way of saying that. Yeah, <laughs> cops aren't always in the right. But I feel like those three people that got struck by the hammered guy, like, they weren't, they did nothing wrong. Whereas a cop, I kind of like, oh. But anyway, they both got rooted. <laughs> so these chicks are... <laughs> <laughs> you stumbled out of that real awkwardly out of that out of that out of those couple of sentences, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was trying to throw it back to you, but I basically just started doing the story myself. Like, oh, anyway, they both got rooted and they've been dating happily for three and a half years. <laughs> and on that note, Cam, mm. this is the the part of the podcast where we take we take all the killing, all the all the bad things. And we wrap it up and we throw it away and we give you a good news story of the week. Loving husband learns how to be a makeup artist for his wife who's going blind. Des Monaghan was determined to ensure his wife Mona, 83 years old, always looked and felt her best. And he wasn't going to let her her deteriorating eyesight get in the way. After meeting up with a makeup artist, Des... Uh, began practicing how to apply full face makeup for the first time in his life. He got training for eight months and he's been joking recently that he's going to take it up as like a paid freelance gig. What a dude. You know what something crazy did is that um, I wasn't sure or not if this week was going to be my turn to do the good news story. Yeah. 
and I'd actually seen that story and was going to pick oh, wow. that story to, to bring on as well. It got us both. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think it's fucking, dude, I think all those things are, are, are beautiful is when, when, and I think that that is, that kind of shit is what I see as love mm. is that. People, you know, they spend their whole lives together. I know it's corny, but like it's the nicest things always are. And and it's it's these two people who have spent their life together and mm. you know, just willing to do anything to to make the other person happier or 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 feel better, you know, and, and that's 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 what it's about. Sacrifice. And yeah. Yeah. But but because you want it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not it's not sacrifice in a negative way. Yeah. It's sacrifice in a way you wanna be there and you wanna be doing that shit for someone. And I think it's a fucking beautiful thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good on you, Diz Monahan. Well that brings us to uh the end of a, another episode. Is this episode eighteen, Ken? Uh nineteen. Jeez, really? Pretty well, eighty percent. Um and and uh Real stoked on uh, on how the podcast's been going uh, in the this episode or just generally in generally, but this episode too. This uh, this was a good one. Got we a good some, feeling. Yeah, we had some good sound bites. I and... like reviewing it <laughs> while we're still on it. <laughs> why wait? <laughs> why, why, why wait to listen to it? <laughs> um, and and yeah, and I uh, I um, just have had a real good time. Lately, and uh, and, and real real happy with uh, how last weekend's gig went, and had a real fun time in Byron Bay. And thanks again to to uh, all all of our mates, Mini Skirt and Pissed Idiots and Dumb Punts for doing that with us. And thank you for Mini Skirt Boys and Byron for housing us and showing us an awesome, fun, fun as hell time. Yeah, 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 man. Last weekend ruled. Thank you so much for listening, though. Most importantly. Uh, even more heartwarming than the heartwarming story was that you sat all the way through right to the end. Um, assuming you already got to work and listened to the first little portion on the tram and now you've come home and remembered to listen to the ending. So thanks for splitting your day up and letting your life be the meat and the podcast sandwich. Now we're just going to wrap it up. Yummy, yummy, Cam. Yummy, yummy. Beautiful podcast, mate. Four stars. Seamless. Almost. It's pretty close. It was like, did you see me try to do it? Such a good part of the song, though. Yeah. Really finishes stuff. We got 20 seconds, we'll play it out. Alright, that's it. That's time to move on to the next pod. Time to listen to a crime podcast. See you later. Go crime it up.